Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Cheyenne Hills at CheyenneHills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. Across the street and around the world, Cheyenne Hills. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. And Nathan, welcome back. Glad you're here today. Good to see you. Yeah, it's kind of, are you feeling the springtime feeling? We're here in May now. Well, I got my hopes up a couple times, and then it would start dumping something else. <laughs> I know. So I don't know. Yeah, it's schizophrenic it's, weather out there. It is, for sure. I mean, at least it's a moisture. That, yeah. That's the good thing. And uh, But I, I, we need a lot more. I don't know where that's going to come from, but we sure need it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, lots happening in May. So we yeah. turn the corner in May. And there's this Supreme Court uh, yeah. decision. Now, there's two things that I help me understand this. The leak of what the Supreme Court is doing or may do mm-hmm. is as big news as the actual news that Roe v. Wade could potentially be turned over by the Supreme Court. That is, is, is that right? That that is. And, and okay, so and I want to talk a lot about the the Roe v. Wade uh, decision and all that, but why? How is it that the leak, I mean, they, they're using the word unprecedented. I mean, yeah. it's uh, something we've been talking about here a long time, that it's an overused word, and uh, you have to use it for very specific things. And the fact that this was leaked is just like, that's never, ever happened before. That's right. Wow. So that's what's so extraordinary. <clears throat> um, part of the fact, the reason why this has never happened like this before is because with major decisions like this, like you go back to Roe v. Wade or even um, Planned Parenthood versus Casey in 1993, we didn't have the digital means to have someone uh, provide a leak sure. uh, at, uh, what was it, 7 o'clock last night? And by 11 o'clock, everybody. Family Policy Alliance was hosting a Twitter uh, um, uh, video and everybody was talk- calling in. Wow. So this is, it truly is unprecedented, partly because of that. But secondly... The fact that someone, a clerk, we don't know exactly who it was. Oh, so you don't think it was a justice then? Well, no, we, it was someone <clears throat> that apparently, and this is speculation, so we have to be careful. Okay. And this is the reason why we don't use names. But one of the very liberal Supreme Court justices, okay. someone within that office, apparently leaked this information to Politico, which is a very left of center news organization. Okay. And uh, while it's very difficult to determine motives without asking a person, it seems like what they've tried to do is they're trying to drive the Supreme Court um, in a direction of uh, away from uh, Justice Alito's uh, majority opinion, which is powerful. Okay. So that's why this is truly unprecedented. This has just not happened like this ever before. So so they think by leaking this and getting the, the public riled up about this potential decision, that could actually sway some... Uh, is that what you're saying? Th- th- I think that was their motive. I think instead something else has occurred. Okay. People are so thankful for... And I read as much as I could earlier this morning, I had a very busy morning, but Justice Alito does such a powerful job of destroying the decision made in, in Roe v. Wade. Can I read a portion of that Absolutely, to you? Absolutely, This yes. was amazing to me. So there were several different things, but he made this statement. He said, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. His reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences. And far from bringing about a national settlement, 
of the abortion issue, Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. Wow. He clearly calls them out and calls for a clear overturning of it. And right now, it looks like the only question people have had was whether it would be a 5-4 decision or a 6-3. Oh, wow. And the 6-3, what was happening is Chief Justice Roberts was looking for some sort of in-between position, Mm. uh, not to overturn everything, but kind of an in-between. The other five weren't having it because it really is one of the most egregious decisions. Um, He later on, Justice Alito makes this powerful statement. He says, Roe was remarkably loose in its treatment of the constitutional text. It held that the abortion right, which is not mentioned in the Constitution, is part of a right to privacy, which also is not mentioned in the Constitution. And he said, until the latter part of the 20th century, there was no support in American law for a constitutional right to obtain an abortion. Then he says this, zero, period, none. No state constitutional provision has recognized such a right, nor has any scholarly treatise of which we are aware. Hmm. Now, that is such a powerful that's, statement. That's a strong statement. Oh. So so from the very beginning, what, what people have said, or I mean, in, in this argument, is that it's it's uh, it never was constitutional, and that's what you were just reading right there. Exactly. That's why. But, but what this overturning means doesn't mean that there will be no more abortions. It means right. that now it's going back to the states and the states will decide. Is that correct? That's exactly right. All right. And then, of course, most states have. And now I think you've said this before. Many states have actually put some some um, laws in the books about if right. this would happen, here's what's going to be enacted. You're right. So how does that yeah. how does that affect Wyoming, for example? Well, for instance, this this is a wonderful thing, too. And, and I was writing in praise of several individuals who worked on this so hard this year. It's called a trigger bill. And it's they're very rare, but it basically it's a trigger bill that states that this is a law that will be enacted if this other instance occurs. Gotcha. Okay. Wyoming passed a trigger bill. I think we're one of 16 states with one of yep. those that essentially was... does away with abortion in the state of Wyoming. Except for um, th- there was a last-minute addition that I think harmed it a little bit, uh, harmed it quite a lot. I disagree with the decision made there, but it was the only way to get the bill passed, and that is it allows for abortion in, ca- in cases of rape and incest. Okay. Let me say this as well. I think it's very important whenever we say this. When it comes to rape and incest, that is a horrible thing. Oh, yeah. It is evil. No, it yeah. is truly evil. And so what we need to do, though, in a circumstance like that, is go after the perpetrator of the crime. We don't prosecute the victim. Yeah, and exactly. in the, those situations like that, what what happens is we wind right. up uh, actually taking the life of an innocent victim. Right. And what instead we need to do is go after a person uh, who would who would perpetrate those crimes. So For that's sure. kind of a side note, but I want to hit that so that people so, can see. That. Okay, this is this is a wayside note, but I've I've had this thought before. Um, so if if we have this kind of law, except for rape and incest, then does the does the woman have to, I mean, prove as like this this is the person that that raped me? Is that I mean, does that have to be proven, or is it her just statement saying, "Oh, I, I was raped"? Mm. Well, I, I don't know of any legal cases where that has ever been adjudicated, yeah. and so I think a lot of times what that does is it creates a big question mark in the law. I'm not exactly sure. That's a very yeah. good question. I think it's one of those if if that were to ever take place. Yeah, yeah. But it may be in, in a lot of our so that may be coming to a state near near us. Right, right. So what do you when you saw that, do you think 
I mean, it, so is it your gut feeling that this will be overturned? Is that what you're thinking? I do. I do. Yeah. I, so, so this was um, one of the early drafts. Actually, it's not an early draft. It's partway through the process from the month of February. Okay. And from what I understand of the process, they will draft these up and then send them out to be um, looked at by other justices. And of course, those who concur uh, sign their name on. A lot of times they'll, they'll work on language and everything else. But this particular 90, what is it, 98 page, 92 page document um, is already from formatted. From Justice Alito or from, from the whole Supreme yeah. Court? From Justice Alito. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Because uh, he has the majority opinion. Right. Gotcha. They, they uh, gave him the responsibility gotcha. of writing that. Gotcha. And so, of course, they also can weigh in on that. There can still be changes. And not only that, this is one of those things we have to be very thoughtful of. Um, right now, the, the opinion isn't officially out. Uh, this could be something that changes. And I think that was the reason why someone tried to leak it to try to create heat. But, but you yeah. don't, you feel like because of yeah. he's so strong on this, right. you don't think there's a wiggle room here, even if it's any. a polit, if, if it's a political or even if it's uh what do you want to call it? Uh, uh, the populace. Right pushback or right whatever. well i think the populace and this is where statistics are recently in polls and different things is demonstrating that abortion um especially after the first trimester is highly unpopular I, that's what i thought too demographic range right and that's what i've thought too that it's not necessarily on i th i've thought for the most part this says not a 50-50 deal. I think right. the I think the more the vocal more vocal are right. you know those that desire to have an abortion, and there's kind of the silent majority that doesn't, which is right. typical right. of of kind of how that that goes. But I I kind of think you're right. I think it's more there's more people that would say, hey, this is especially after a certain time. Right. I think that just kicks in for some people. It's right. like, yeah, we can keep a baby alive after was it 19 weeks. I think Something. it's even lower than Is that. Is it lower now. than that now? Yeah. I mean, it's like when you when you can keep a baby or even the heartbeat, you know, you that kicks in with people. Right. Like, well, I think there's a wonderful deep lesson to learn from this. From 1973 to 2022, almost 40 years. Yeah. There have been people working tirelessly yeah. to try to protect life. Yeah. Understanding from a Christian perspective, the Imago Dei. Uh, understanding that we are made in the image of God. Right. Um, I, I listened to a great theologian. Actually, his uh, his background is in Hebrew and Greek studies. Uh, he teaches at Shepherd's uh, Seminary. But one of the things he was talking about with Imago Dei is he was pulling this out. If you look at it in a Hebrew context, specifically in the near Middle Eastern culture, going back to Babylon and Egypt and everything else, kings and emperors would ascribed to themselves, they would call themselves, Imago Dei is a Latin term, but they would call themselves someone who was in the image of their God. Oh, wow. Okay. And what they were pulling out there was sure. that they believed that their God, whatever it was, Imag, uh, you know, uh, Marduk, if you're in Babylon or uh, um, Ra or Assyrius yep. and all, yep. Isis and all that, in, in Egypt, that those people had given them dominion. Okay. That they were to have dominion over and rule over a certain land. Okay. And what we understand as Christians is God clearly explains it in Genesis chapter one, yeah. and he expounds on it in the New Testament, that we are made in the image of God. 
And so that means then as he gives us dominion, Mm -hmm. as he gives us the responsibility to rule well in this earth, that is something holy. Well, here's the beautiful thing I'd never heard of before. This man brought that out when Jesus made the statement, um, whose image and likeness is on this coin, Right. um, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and unto God the things that are God's. When he later on explained, when you look at someone with hatred, when you treat them with hatred, in essence, because you're made in the image of God, not only if you murder them, are you murdering someone standing in the image of God who has dominion, who has authority from God. Secondly, if you hate them, you're in essence saying, I hate God. Oh, I hate God's representative. He gave this illustration, and this was from a couple years ago. He didn't know the current crisis would happen, but he said, imagine you invited the Ukrainian ambassador to your home. Hmm. And he's sitting at your table, and then you do everything you possibly can to offend him. You're not only offending yeah. that man, but because of his office, you're offending the entire nation the of nation. Ukraine. Uh, okay, gotcha. And in the same way, when you look at someone with hatred, yeah. uh, you're doing the same thing. So here's the issue that wow. we have when we talk about protecting life and what Roe v. Wade did and the death of those millions of babies. No. Again and again and again, we said, those people made in God's image they're of no value to us. Right. And it's someone saying, then I have no value for God. Yeah. I'm and it's a, this is a deep issue. And that, oh, that's really well said. That, that impacts it to the, you know, that's what brings us home. I think a lot of times the Christians, we just, we just know oh, this, this is a baby. And, you know, I knew you before you were born, you were fearfully and wonderfully made. You were knit together in your mother's room. We have those scriptures that kind of tie us to the fact that God thinks this life begins at conception. Right. Right. But, and then there's this one verse in, in Jeremiah that is, I knew you before you were, you know, yeah. conceived, right? And it's like, wow, this God's, this God has a knowledge, a foreknowledge that, so th- for man to step into this, we've always thought, you know, not, you know, I've never thought of, I want to make some woman miserable that she's trapped now with because right. she's been, you know, raped or some, whatever right. horrible thing we can think of. But it's like, but that's still as as horrible as that is. That what right. where a Christian looks at this is like, yeah, but that's a life, and we don't, right. we can't, we can't punish right. that life. Yeah, and so that's just how we see it. And so, so here we are for forty years. We've had, mm-hmm. you know, we've been on the, I don't know, I guess you want to call it the uh, losing end of, of this, and it yeah. possibly is changing. Right. Uh, what What do you think is going to happen? Is there going to be riots in the streets? What's What do you see happening with uh, no this if this turns over? Yeah, I. I don't see riots in the streets. I think uh, there may be some. There's always people who are so far beyond the pale that they might do something like that. But I think it seems that society at large recognizes that what Roe v. Wade did, number one, not only does it harm children, but let's take a a step back and look at it from a constitutional and strategic perspective. It actually horribly violated states' rights. Yep. And so True. all it does, so the whole discussion regarding abortion doesn't, doesn't end. Um, it just goes back to the states, which from which it should never have left That's anyway. True. Exactly. Um, but when we look at the, the, when I say states' rights, what I'm specifically talking about is the Tenth Amendment. Uh, and so the Tenth Amendment basically says that anything not in the Constitution uh, is should be decided at the state level. Right. And that's very important for us to remember. That's the whole concept of federalism. Mm-hmm. That's what helps keeps us free, keep us free. Yep. For instance, and you, you addressed this in your sermon last week. 
Um, when you talked about, uh, you briefly just mentioned a decision that was made that just came out. It actually leaked out just a little bit about essentially a new ministry of uh, misinformation. Yeah, right, right, right. Many people are alluding because it sounds just like George Orwell's Ministry of Truth in the book 1984. Oh, yeah. It exactly. They're there to determine what is truth. What is truth. Oh, man. And so wow. we look at all of this. Um, imagine all of that power. Uh, held in the hands of one person yeah. or one oligarchy or bureaucracy at, at in Washington D.C., whether they can sing or not, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Bless their hearts. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, that was so painful. Well, and that's the reason why the Tenth Amendment is so important. Yeah, it devolves power to the states. It's the idea that comes from right from the Bible of the question of subsidiarity. That mm. there are levels of power and the highest level, basically, you should have no more power than what you need to get it done. You, you should have power closest to the people. Yeah. And so that's something that is very important. It was important to God right. and it was important to our founders, too. Right. Well, and, and I think it also when this when this is done well, it also says we've got to be we've got to be involved and engaged because yes. we, and, and informed yeah. because if we do have this power closer to us, then we need to make sure that we are voting and doing, you know, things that are, in, right. that are consistent, not just saying, well, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll hope that someone out there, uh, Nathan will fix this for us. We've got to be involved and in this process. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, we've talked about the, this a lot. This is what you've right. done, helped us a lot of uh, many times. Yeah. You certainly have helped me. Uh, so, so what do you see this, uh, I don't know, when do you think this will all come down? Do you think this will, uh, we, are we weeks out from hearing the, the what actually is in this, uh, well, people have been speculating argument? for some time. Yeah, I know it. And so uh, we still don't know exactly when the official final draft okay. will be released. Do you have a guess? I have no, no guess. No I mean, idea. people smarter than me have have no idea. They knew it was supposed to be soon, somehow, sometime during the month of May. So like the first half of May is where most people, and we're still only three so days into the month. You shoulders with some pretty influential people. Uh, and you said you had a, a conference call, maybe a Twitter type of thing, yeah. or, or there was a Twitter tweet that came out and you guys were responding to it. Right. So what what does that collective group of hearts and minds think that's going to happen? Well, part of it, the reason for that, this is very interesting. The reason for those calls and that conversation uh, joined in with a wonderful group called Americans United for Life. Their whole point was they condemned the leak, the leak, yeah. because they condemned the reason behind Processing. it. It was to yes. try to drive the, uh, the justices uh, really in a liberal direction. But um, either way, you know, these are not legislators. They're supposed to be justices. Yeah. That actually is uh, Alito's, uh, Justice Alito's uh, major problem with the uh, um, with what Justice Blackman wrote in 1973 in his majority opinion of Roe v. Wade. Okay. That in essence, this was a legislative decision rather than a judicial decision. It was just not right. It was just not what they were supposed to be doing. And they really didn't have the authority to do it because they wrote legislation right, instead right. of making a decision. That's exactly. interesting. Well, well, this is a... This is, I don't want to yeah. hear your last comments here. No, this is... I think it's important for us to remember something. And a lot of times in the middle of victory, we think of just the people who uh, are standing with their arms in the air in the moment. Okay. But since 1973, and this comes back to a, something you said a few minutes ago, 
there have been faithful men and women who very consistently spoke truth regardless of the personal consequence, even when it wasn't popular. Right. Today, a victory happened, and it is popular, but it wasn't always. In 1973, Justice Blackmun and others believed that they had settled the issue once and for all. Mm. And what we have determined and and seen very clearly is it wasn't settled once for all. Mm. But there have been, and I was thinking of, there are a couple people who passed this trigger bill in Wyoming this year that's so wonderful. And I'm, I want to call them out if I can and, and just sure. give my approval. And I, I can't list them all, but the prime sponsor was a wonderful lady but from uh, Cody, uh, Rachel Rodriguez-Williams. Mm. She, uh, she carried that bill and did a great job with it. Wow. But even uh, just underneath that, the man who really, this was a big thing. It's the reason why he even ran for the legislature in the first place. Chip Nyman mm. from up in the northeast corner of the state. Uh, is something that really, he, I remember one time he called late at night, almost in tears. And he said, Nathan, I don't know what I, what we can do, but we've got to protect these babies. Wow. And just the passion. So those are the guys right now. Wow. But I know of people who went before them, hmm. who dedicated everything they could. I, I yeah. uh, am so, there's a guy, um, Bob Brechtel from Casper, who dedicated every year of his life bringing a bill to try to protect babies, even if it was not popular. And he never won those votes, mm. but he gave his whole career to try to do that. Is and that he's right? gone now. A lady named Kathy Davison, the stories behind the scenes where she sat down across the table from the then governor in tears as he began to tell her, I'm going to veto your bill. And she had laid everything on the line trying to protect babies. And that has happened for almost 40 years. And so we're finally here. But that wouldn't have happened if there hadn't been men and women who went before. All the way along the way. And we're just simply standing on their shoulders. No kidding. That's a very good picture. Wow. And just to to recite the history of a lot of faithful people that have said, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to fight this fight. You know, I, I thought about this today. We were talking about it with our staff and... And just the impact and all that, just a lot of different conversations. And uh, we all in agreement of where it's at, but just some different perspectives. But I said, how would you like to be the uh, the person that held a sign and, you know, a, you know, for choice and against mm-hmm. life and, you know, just, mm-hmm. and then to stand before God someday, right. you know, it's like, man, you just want to, yeah. I feel for that person. I'm not angry with that person. I'm, right. I just feel for him. It's like, man, do you realize you know, if you could just understand this, this baby is, is the image of God and how you phrase that, that this is actually, you know, when you go to kill this baby, you're, you're actually saying you're trying to kill God. That's right. Now they would never connect that dot right. probably, right. but, uh, you know, someday we're all going to give an account. And I said, this is the one of those you want to be, um, when God says this is this life, this is life. You know, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand on that side regardless of what. That's right. Well, anyway, Nathan, thank you so much. Thanks mm-hmm. for bringing the clarity and the history to this. Uh, really, this landmark uh, overturning that I think we're we're seeing happen right before our eyes. So yes, it's sir. a it'll be big. So, as we always want to challenge you in this world that we live in, because it is it's a crazy world. You got to be strong and very courageous. God bless you all. Thanks for being here.